Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. My name is Cody Rogers. I'm Regent Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And today we are taking a little bit of a break. Over the last uh, couple weeks, we've been talking about the Ten Commandments. We've been in the New City Catechism. Uh, but we had an email come in from a listener with a a lot of questions. A lot of questions. In it. Um, the questions are not all meant to be answered specifically, um, and they're they're all somewhat related to a topic. So you can tell by the the uh, title of this this podcast that we are talking about relationships. This is going to be a multi part series episode thingy that we're doing. Um, there's a lot of questions that came in. I'll read through them, not right now, but as we go on, we'll be categorizing them into, hey, let's answer these questions um, in this episode. And so essentially what I'm saying is we're doing a little bit of a, a dating a dating series, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we need, we need more time to prepare for that than what we've had right now. But I thought, hey, let's take 10 minutes and let's just start with the basic premise of relationships and being a Christian. Right, that like, let's just answer the most basic question first, and then from that get into all the nuances in later episodes on okay, what does that mean for dating? What is dating versus courting? What is okay? What isn't okay? What should what should your expectations be? Why is it so hard to find a Christian man? All those, all those things, right? All those things. All those things. So there, um, there was this very first statement that came from the listener. It said, uh, "What should." A woman look for in a Christ-centered man, and you could reverse that as well. What should a man look for in a Christ-centered woman? Um, and and this is all in the context of relationships. And I thought this starts off our uh, podcast series really well because instead of asking that question per se, let's ask the question: What's the purpose of dating, or what's what's the purpose of relationships? What's the purpose of man and woman coming together? to be married or to date um, in the name of God? What, you know, what purpose does that have in our lives and in God's kingdom? And I think if we answer that question, or at least begin to talk about it today, it will put in perspective some of the answers like, what should we look for then in a man or a woman? So let's just start with, what is the purpose of a relationship? Ultimately, the purpose of the relationship is to glorify God, right? So we see in Genesis um, chapter 2, and God creates man and woman, and we see them, um, you know, talks about how the man's going to leave his home and be joined to his wife, the whole like leave and cleave type of thing, and that this whole relationship is meant to glorify God, is meant to be a picture to the world about Christ and the church, especially in the context of marriage, right? So dating, the end goal is to uh, be married, and that is a covenant relationship that's supposed to show the world the covenant relationship that God has to his people and the love that he has for, that Christ has for the bride, which is the church. Yeah, and um, to deepen that discussion just a little bit, um, let's let's slow down. Um, let's get a little more in depth in that timeline that you just mentioned, Hannah. Mm-hmm. So Adam's created, mm-hmm. and Adam has a mission. Like mm-hmm. he has been given a task. What is the task that Adam has been assigned? It is to um, cultivate, cultivate, mm-hmm. right? To grow, to tend to the garden. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Um, he names all the animals, right? To have dominion. Mm-hmm. There are things that Adam has been given to do even before Eve exists. Yep. Right. He has a, a, a mission from God. He's been created in the image of God, the Imago Dei. He's been created in the image of God for the glory of God. And he's been given a task by God to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and we see him in the midst of doing that. He's naming every animal, right? Like the Lord's bringing to him an animal and Adam names the animal, which that is an amazing thing we get into someday. Yes. Um, but it's after this event. What does Adam say? Or what does God say about Adam is probably the best way to... Not good for man to be alone. Yeah. Yep. After... I mean, he is fulfilling his mission. Yep. He is doing what he's called to do. And mm-hmm. he's literally holding every single animal and naming them. And he's realizing, wait, something's missing here. And God says, it is not good for man to be alone. And it's not that God is learning from Adam. Mm-hmm. It's that God God has always had the plan to make Adam and mm-hmm. Eve, right? He uh-huh. never intended to make Adam and just never have another member of the human race. Like, Yep, exactly. Eve, the intent has always been... Uh, to create Eve, but mm-hmm. in that, God put Adam in a situation to help him realize his own need mm-hmm. or help in fulfilling God's mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, which, I mean, we can get into that whole story too, how, how, how God puts us in situations that cause us to realize the need, even though God could have just told us the need. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so then Eve is created, right? And she's created to what? To be his... Helper, helper, right? Yeah. A helper, perfect fit for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And and a helper, not just like assistant. It doesn't say assistant, right? It says helper, meaning like in order for it to be completed, she must be involved. Yeah. The same word that's used to describe the Holy Spirit in, yes. the, in the Trinity. Yeah. So it's them coming together to complete a mission. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is exactly what Hannah was talking about. Now, like, zoom back out. <laughs> Hannah's Hannah's talking about. Um, glorifying God. Mm-hmm. And th- that is the mission. And they are called to do it together. And and then after, you know, the garden goes down, they are given a very specific mission to be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. Right? That is something given to them as a couple. And so on top of glorifying God, they are called to have children. They are called to to do something very specific, to multiply God's image throughout the earth through children and the tending of and, and dominion over the earth. And so part of this purpose is children as well. That's th- this whole thing was for me to get to the point, like, like we have a purpose to glorify God, but uh-huh. there's a specific part of that purpose in having children, yep. you know, being fruitful, and multiply and Adam and Eve aren't the only people given that it's told that to Noah as well. And yep. as you go on. So part of the purpose of a relationship is also to have children. Yep. Okay. Yep. And just to clarify, like dating is a relationship. Adam and Eve are in a relationship, but they're not in a dating relationship. Like yep. Hannah mentioned, it's a covenantal relationship elevated to the level of marriage as we would describe it today. Right. So I just want to make sure that distinction is clear that a dating relationship is not the relationship we're and discussing. Don't go forth and multiply yeah, yeah, exactly. before you're married. Without being exactly. Married. And the Bible's pretty explicitly clear on that later on, helps make sure we understand that clearly. Yeah. Yeah, guys, premarital sex, not a thing. Okay. Yep. Don't do it. <laughs> like, obviously, you know, like everybody knows the church's stance against that. Well, I mean, the tr- the conservative church's stance against yeah. that, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, but I'm just going to say it again. Don't do it. All right. Yep. So um, let's talk about that, though, because the question is, what's the purpose of relationships? And and we're saying the purpose of relationships is to accomplish the mission that God has given in order to be, uh, in order to accomplish that 
that purpose that God has given, you must be married, mm-hmm. right? Like, because that's also God's law. It's like, here's the goal, glorifying, being fruitful and multiplying for those that are called to be in relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like singles, that's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother gift, right? That's not yep. a curse. That's a, a gift. gift that the Lord has given. But we're talking about just relationships right now. What's the purpose of relationships? The end goal is that, and you must be married to do that. So what's the purpose of dating? To be married. To be married. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so there, sh- there shouldn't be dating without, yep. without the intent to be married. Yep. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, the only place that that's going to lead is some type of sin. And ultimately, I'm, I believe it's going to lead us of a sexual morality in some capacity to, like to, just, to be in a relationship without the intent of marriage. Yeah. Cause there's just n- no way you're going to go. Well, it's, it's idolatry. That, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, to live for the Lord, right. So Romans 12, one, um, our whole life is an act of worship yep. mm-hmm. to, to live in a manner in which you are purposely not living for the Lord means you are purposely living for something else. It is an act of idolatry. And so to be in a relationship without the intent of glorifying the Lord through it by, by getting married is literally to worship something else, to worship your own sexual yep. desires, your own sexual pleasures, to to maybe it's worship money, maybe because you feel like you two are better together making money and being more successful, that that's the end goal of the relationship is stability and security. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be sex, but it definitely leads to idolatry. Like it is idolatry. That is the desire to be in relationship with somebody without the intent to glorify God is either you worshiping them or worshiping something together with them. Right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Paul goes talking about this and on the idea of, of the gift of singleness. He talks in Corinthians about um, desiring everybody to be single like he is. That's because it is a gift because part of the reason when you're married, you're thinking about your spouse, which, which can be a uh, barrier or a, a step that makes it more difficult with your relationship with the Lord. And he, he straight up says, you know, get married or be single. And there, there's no middle ground that he presents. And, and it's for this reason, I think. Don't date around. Yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. date around till you're 80. Like, don't just try to fulfill the desires of loneliness in your yep. life. And, yeah. Um, or the lack of desire for loneliness in your life, I should say. Um, good. So the purpose of relationships is marriage. The purpose of marriage is glorifying God. Yep. Always making the statement that there is the ability to glorify God without being married. Right, like singleness is a thing. So I, n- I never want to alienate those of you that may not even feel like you should be married or are questioning whether or not the Lord maybe might be calling you to singleness. Maybe that's right? worth an episode too yeah. in this relationship. It definitely series. is. Talk you know, singleness. that's the thing too. And it deserves so much more. I always hate when you get a message on singleness simply because you happen to be preaching about marriage. Yeah. Right. And I, I like a token singleness message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to, if we're going to do singleness, I want to go full bore into it yeah. and be yeah. like, man, bless you. Blessed are you oh my who are single, yeah. you know, and who the Lord has called to be that because there are many gifts uh, awaiting you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I think that's, that's probably a good, place yeah. to start in this relationship series. Let, uh, let me end with this. Let me just go through a few of these questions to give you guys an idea of some of the things we'll be talking about in this however many part relationship series. That work for right. you too? Yeah, like sounds it. good. Okay. So, you know, we're talking about what to look for in a Christ-centered significant other. We will get into that more, mm-hmm. but first we need to lay this foundation. Um, you know, we'll talk about what does it mean to be picky when looking for it? How do you be picky? How do you tell someone you're not interested in them? You know, and I, I put in quotations without blaming God or right? <laughs> <laughs> um, how, what does it look like to break up with somebody in a godly way? Um, Great question. 
Uh, what about courting and dating? Like, what's the difference there? And or which one's better? Or what is it nowadays? What should we be doing? Um, let's let's talk about the lack of godly men. We'll probably we'll we'll touch on that, right? Let's also talk about how one should, like, from the women's perspective, um, how to be a godly woman waiting for a godly man, right? Um, men, there'll be some good stuff for you. Um, in this, we'll talk about boundaries. So there's, um, we'll definitely have to have a conversation on boundaries in dating as well. Um, let's see what other ones I'm just reading through some of these. What is the view on getting your father's blessing for marriage or yeah. the, the, the father of the, the woman whom you desire to marry if you're a man? What, what does that look like in today's world? How do you balance respecting, uh, honoring thy father and thy mother? And also the fact that God might be calling you to marry somebody whose yep. father does not want you to be married. Um, so, and then we'll, of course we'll hit non-Christian dating, missionary dating. And I love this question, actually dating apps. Yeah. That's yeah. A dun, good dun, question. Dun. yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> dating apps as well. I think there, there's some good things to discuss there. Um, so I think that that should be it. Um, oh, and then the nuances of respecting your boyfriend or girlfriend, right? This always happens. Um, should I still be talking to my friends who are girls? If I have a girlfriend, like how close can I be with them? Um, can we still be friends even? Can we be acquaintances? What does that look like? And flip that as well, right? Uh, you know, how much should women be talking to other men? Um, what kind of relationship should they have with them if they are in a relationship, um, and we'll talk about both sides, right? Going way too far in in being so conservative and da da da, and also going way too far and yeah. not not respecting your significant other as well. So that'll be a really good one because I feel like I have to have that conversation with so many new relationships. It's not even funny. So, and as as we're talking about this, you feel like you have a question that you would like to have answered. Make sure you reach out. Send me an email, Cody R at cdbible.org. We'd love to get your question in here as we continue in this little relationship mini-series, whatever it may look like. So that'll do it for us today. Another quick episode, two in a row, doing pretty love good it. under oh, the 20-minute mark. Um, so that's it. We're going to be preparing for this series over the next few weeks. At some point, uh, my wife and I are going to have a baby, maybe by the Ooh. time you're listening to this. So that could mean there might be a gap in the podcast. I, I doubt it, considering we're recording ahead of time, but hey. You never know. So things pop up all the time. Yep. Otherwise, we covet your prayers. I probably shouldn't say covet. We appreciate your prayers. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your prayers, uh, whether it be for just leadership of our ministry, the summer kicking off, or even my wife and I having a baby. Appreciate it. So love you guys. Praying for you. We'll see you next time.